You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 186 with Christy Wright. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Christy Wright on the show today. If you guys missed her first episode that I had her on, it was episode 93. So make sure to check that show out after this episode. But I wanted to have her back on just to share some business ideas with us during COVID-19. One thing that stood out to me is Christy mentioned that we really need to be thinking short term. And she normally doesn't recommend that. But right now, she just really wants us to keep our lights on and our doors open. And one thing that she said is, to think creative, like think outside of the box. What can you do for your clients that you might not be normally doing, you know, on a normal day-to-day basis, but what can you be doing now? What kind of service can you be providing for them during COVID? And I thought that was really good to think about because I think sometimes we get so caught up in doing things a certain way that it's really hard for us to think outside the box. I also picked her brain on what it's like working with three kids at home. She has a baby since she's been on since the last time. And so it was just great to hear how that's going, what the challenges have been, but also what the blessings have been. So I hope you find this episode really encouraging. So welcome back to my favorite things segment. And today I thought it would be fun to highlight a local business since both Christy and I are from the Nashville area and Christy is all about women in business. And also I've been using these products for a couple of years now. And so that says something um, because they're tried and true. I just love them. And I've talked about it before. Um, You probably heard me talk about this on a few other episodes, uh, but it's a skincare company called Remiverse. And I actually had the president Hallie on the show episode 102. If you want to check out um, what she had to say, why they created the company and why it was so important for them to make products that were toxic free. Um, Since they, since we aired that episode, actually um, they are no longer an MLM. So you can just purchase products on their website. I will put all the links in the show notes and you can also find it on my website as well. Um, But one of the things that I truly love about their company is their lab is here in Franklin, Tennessee. So it's not international. It's not located somewhere else. And then everything is being shipped all over the place. No, it is here in the U.S. and it is local. So if you're wanting to support local businesses, especially U.S. businesses, this is such a great company. And also what I love about their products is it is paraben free, no oils, fragrances, and they don't have dyes in them. Their products are white. I love that their moisturizer does not have a smell. So it just feels really fresh and clean. And they are all about science-based for their products because they want it to be anti-aging. So some of the things that I love that they put in their products are hyaluronic acid, vitamin C and E and vitamin K, and they also have peptides in them. So a few of my top products that I use on a normal basis, I'm going to start with the night cream and my skin tends to be on the drier side. So I can wear this both day and night. If you don't have dry skin, I would recommend the day cream for the day and then the night cream for the night. But if you're on the drier side, you can use both for both day and night. And then the other thing that I use every single day is their cleanser. And what's really awesome about it is you actually get a three-in-one because it exfoliates, tones, and cleans your skin. And if you're a person that really just wants a super simple skincare routine, this is what I highly recommend. Um, 
last, I use their face mask. And I use that about once a week. And I find that it helps reduce the appearance of fine lines. And I promise you guys, you will notice a difference the moment you wash that mask off your face. It's truly amazing. So all these links will be in the show notes. And if you subscribe to the Mom Inspired Show, it will be in your inbox every week. You won't have to go searching for my favorite thing segment ever again. So make sure to go to mominspiredshow.com and enter your name and email so that you will have all these at your fingertips. But if you guys do have time on your hands and you just want to check out the website, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash beauty, and then you will see all these products. If you're looking for other products that are not beauty, you can go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash favorites. Let's go to the show. Christy, thank you so much for coming back on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is going to be fun. So I usually I usually like to ask travel questions for my icebreaker, but I have decided to change things up with COVID and ask, what is the first thing that you are going to want to do when the quarantine is lifted? Oh, man. Okay, so I'm torn between two. One is a yoga class because okay. I love going to exercise classes. You yes. know, and you can't do that right now. I'm having like... I'm not everything online. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing yoga in my living room with three kids. Um, but the other thing is, man, just going to a restaurant and sitting down and being served Served. food. Oh my gosh. I know things, right? (laughs) I know. I know. I I think, I think too, as moms, um, a lot of the food might fall on to, you know, their plate and trying to figure out what we're doing. And I just am getting tired of doing the food. Prep yes, and all I just want the time. Else's food. Someone else yeah. fix it. Someone else make it, it. Take it yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally hear you on that. And so, um, I would be right there with you. I'm just miss sitting down and and not really thinking about what I'm gonna cook. I just want to be like, yes, this is what I want to eat, and somebody right. brings it to me. Right. Uh, so I wanted to get started with this. Um, if people didn't hear you on my show before, how about you share with us your name, where you live, and how many kids you have, and what their ages are. Oh, sure. So this is, yeah, this has changed since last time we talked. Yeah. I, um, I live in Nashville, work in Brentwood for Ramsey solutions. Um, for anybody that's familiar with Dave Ramsey, it's his company. And, um, I'm an author and speaker. I specifically help women start side businesses, small businesses, that type of thing. And, um, and yeah, I'm kind of like, like most of the women I'm Mm. working with, I'm juggling that with, um, three kids. I think it was two when we left. I think so. Yeah. Um, I had my daughter, our third baby in September of last year. And so, yeah, so we've got Carter is my oldest. He's five. Conley is three and a half. And then Mary Grace is right at six months. And so, yeah, it's just, it's interesting because I feel like that I am walking out so many of the challenges that um, the women I work with face. And so I just feel like it gives me an ability to empathize and relate to them because I'm in the trenches of, you know, like specifically right now, trying to work from home. I'm like, okay, no one make any, like we're doing this during nap time, which is great. Cause they're going to be able to be quiet yeah. hopefully. And yeah, you know, it's just, it's, it's very, um, yeah, you feel a connection to the people you work with when you're experiencing similar things. Yes. Yes. And, and also I do want to share that your name is Christy, Wright. So I just wanted oh, to share sorry. that. That's okay. <laughs> I threw a lot of questions at you at one time, so that's totally fine. Um, <laughs> you were saying something and, and what it made me think about is I think too, um, it gives the opportunity for, moms that work outside of the home to truly kind of understand what it's like to be a stay-at-home mom or for a mom that tries to do either side businesses or or some kind of work at home on a normal basis and trying to work around childcare or trying to figure all of that out and to have an appreciation for that. And then also then for the moms to realize what it's like to be a homeschooling mother. Okay. Cause right. I'm like, uh, I didn't sign up for this. I'm like, <laughs> right. Totally. And, I mean, no one knows what they're doing. They're like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it's a lot harder than we thought. 
Yeah. And the thing is too, you know, when you think about homeschooling, a lot of, of those moms really do a lot of uh, research for that. They, they go to conferences, they decide on the curriculum where we're kind of just thrown into it and kind of like hope for the best. And this is all optional, by the way, but your kids are going to be really behind. So, you know, you're just, it is challenging. And, um, but I think it, it gives us appreciation and, and to understand a little bit better, I think, of other mothers and their situations of what it's like to, you know, live their lives and, and kind of have, I don't know, a little bit more empathy for, for everyone. Um, and as I've been talking to women, I have realized though, that as time goes on that, you know, moms are truly, you know, kind of, I feel like they're going through different stages of all of this. So I think, you know, some people in the very beginning, they might've taken the stance of like, okay, like, we're going to take charge, you know, we're going to do what we got to do. And, you know, like we're going to make the best of it where some other moms might've been kind of panicking and really, really struggling. And then maybe the tables have turned like those right. people at first that were like, let's do this. They might be kind of wearing down and they might be now going through the stages of grief in the sense of, okay, they're, they're going through denial and then they're going to go through anger and, and stuff like that. And maybe the people at the beginning that were having a hard time, they're kind of maybe already in acceptance and they're like, okay, I'm in my groove. And it's been very interesting to see how different moms are kind of handling things. Um, I'm curious where you are today um, in this. Um, so I think we're in, we're going to the fifth week of no school here in Tennessee. Yeah. Um, I know it's going to air in a couple of weeks, but where are you in that like, you know, line, if you could say that between struggling and thriving, where would you put yourself for the majority of time? Obviously, we go through all the phases within a day, I'm sure. Um, but where are you falling right now with all of this? Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like that I am really enjoying it. And I, I wouldn't say that I felt that the first week or so, kind of like you were describing, like I think yeah. I felt kind of lost. And now I've kind of got, okay, a little bit more structured, a little bit more like, you know, plans of things I want to do. But I'll tell you, I am a big outside person, Amber. And mm. so the weather is hugely affecting yes. me where like, because it's so nice out, we go on like five walks a day and we yeah. go to the playground, yeah. or not the playground, but right, like we right, go right. play on our, in our backyard or we'll go do like these word finds and bear hunts in our neighborhood. And like, I'm just enjoying so much time with my kids outside. And it was almost like, as soon as this happened, the weather got gorgeous. And so yes. I haven't noticed because I don't want to be in an office when it's yeah. gorgeous outside anyway. Right. So I feel like I'm, I'm kind of there right now, but it's interesting because one of the things that I think I don't like, or I get frustrated with is I do still have work I have to do. Yeah. And when I'm at home, I just can't focus as well. I, my kids are running around. We just potty trained Conley this last oh. weekend or we're still working <laughs> on it. So like I was literally running around cleaning up messes right before I went live at one o'clock for yeah. this workshop I'm doing. And so I think I just feel that tension of like, Oh, like if I was at the office, yeah, I love the work that I get to do. And I love like being there and going fast and all that. But being here makes me just want to be here. Like my yes. daughter was crying even before I came downstairs, like, I'm not even leaving her. I just was like, Aww. it's like, you're in that, it's almost like a gear. Yeah. Like I feel like when I'm at home, I'm in the, that gear yep. of being mom and playing and doing whatever I want to. And then when I have work, I have to do, I feel like, oh, this is, this feels like a different gear that I'm not great yeah. at switching back and yeah. forth as much. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You know, and it made me think about this because you do, um, you're the face of business boutique. Um, and I feel like by you having to go through this, I think this is going to, help you um, really understand the moms that are trying to start the businesses and doing the businesses at home and have to constant, constantly switch gears, like right. um, to really, truly understand like, wow, that is really challenging because 
you know, like you're saying, when you're at work, you're at work. You can be at work for the most part. You know, obviously there might be things that come up that pull your attention that you have to focus on with your kids. But for the most part, you're at work. And then when you're home, like you're saying, you can be at home where now it's like, wait, I have to be at work and I have to be at home. And you're like, you're probably like, how does anyone ever get anything done? You know, now that you think about it, because it's like you constantly have to um, you have to have that self-discipline, right, to really kind of make those time boxes and stuff like that. So um, that's really good that you said that because I feel like a lot of moms probably are sitting there being like, oh my gosh, I just feel totally understood now that she said that. And um, hopefully it makes people just feel less alone. Um, So would you say that um, the most challenging part, because that was going to be my next question, is just trying to figure out like, how do you work at home without being completely in home mode? You know, it's funny. I think that's part of it, but I actually, I noticed that I, um, especially the first week or so of this, when it was all kind of happening, I found myself feeling really confused at what I was supposed to be using this time for. Mm. And I, it's like, you see stuff on social media. that's like rest, relax, you know, be present with your kids, stay in pajamas, snuggle, mm. all this kind of stuff. And you're like, yeah, that feels right. <laughs> and then you see other stuff. It's like, now's the time, clean out the audit, yes. hustle, attic, hustle and grind. And you're like, Oh, that feels right. And so I think that ironically, the challenge right now is the same challenge. I think many of us feel whether we're in a pandemic or not. And that is what is right for me. Right. What is right for me in this season? What is right for me this week? What is right for me today? And we look around us and say, well, she does it like this and she does it like this. Well, she's starting a business. Well, she's, you know, homeschooling. Well, she's being, you know, playing outside. What is right for me? You have to figure what that, out what that is, because if not, then you're going to constantly feel guilty for somehow not doing what you feel like is right by someone else's standards. And so for me, um, because this is so weird and because it changes every day and because my workload and all that changes every day, I literally am taking it one day at a time. So one day I might, um, not do hardly any work and I'm outside playing with my kids doing slip and slide. And the next day I'm like, okay, I'm going to be in my office. I'm going to be heads down, get the work done. I just kind of take it one day at a time as to feeling like what, what feels right that day. Um, but I do think that because, We've never experienced anything like this before as a human race. I think we have to give ourselves a lot of grace and lower the bar of expectations instead of saying, oh, well, now because my calendar's clear, I should be able to fill in the blank with all these expectations we put on ourselves. Instead, because the calendar's blank and because you've never experienced this before and because your kid's at home and because of all the 5,000 things, I think you actually need to lower expectations, lower the bar. Um, because of all those other factors, instead of the, instead of piling the pressure on, I think it's an opportunity for us to give ourselves some grace for this thing. We've never, we've never done before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have, you know, a blueprint of what do we do during this time frame? Like there's not a go-to plan to figure it out. So we're all just kind of, you know, figuring it out on our own. And like what you said, where are you in your life phase? Because having young kids is very different than having, say, older teenagers or college kids. I interviewed someone that has older kids and she is truly loving it because they're all under one roof. Well, that is very different than, you know, families like yours and mine, where our little kids are always under our roof. So it's a very different dynamic and um, different uh, phase. And so it it's easy to compare, like you were saying, like to compare to people, but really you can't compare because they may not even be in the same you know, life phase or going through the same things. It was funny. Um, I saw that Rachel Hollis had started a 
I don't know, a TV show. And I'm like, of course you would start a TV show during this time frame. <laughs> I mean, so like you think about like people like that and you're like, you're like, wow, I'm really so not productive <laughs> like watching that. Um, uh, but I think it's great. And she also is a different, you know, point in her career and all that kind of stuff. And so, and she has different resources. Uh, so I know what you mean in the sense that you're like looking at somebody and they're saying, oh, relax and do this. And then someone else is like, take charge of your career and and go forward. And then other people yeah. are like, oh, man, I'm so organized now. And you're just kind of like, man, what did I even do? Um, yeah, you're just trying to it, it, it's that constant like and our friend Rachel Cruz talks about this, who I know, you know, as well. But it's like this yeah. comparison game of yep. like, is what's right for her right for me or yes. is maybe something different? Like I actually had a conversation with Rachel Hollis a, a couple of weeks ago. I did mm. this hope in the chaos series on Instagram yeah. and I asked her, I said, okay, what is, what does normal look like for you? Like, how do mm. you decide how you spend this time right now since we have more time? And she said, for me, I need to be working eight to five Monday through Friday. That's what I need. That's my structure. That's what we need to do to keep the business running, whatever. Yeah. And I, and I heard that I was like, okay, like that's, what's right for her. But I think what's so interesting is everyone has to ask themselves that question and not just about work, about anything, anything. Like you need mm-hmm. to ask yourself the question, what is right for me? What do I need to feel sane and normal and have some sense of control? Let me give you an example, Amber. I don't know yeah. why this just popped in my head. Sure. So in college, senior year of college, I decided to do a um, sprint distance triathlon. So it's like a super short one. So it was like a 400 meter swim with like a 10 mile bike and a three mile run. So that's, that's short in the triathlon world. And it was a good like entry level race. Well, the swim was in a pool at the UT Aquatic Center. I went to the UT Knoxville. And so what you did was you would swim down a lane under the lane line, back down that lane under the lane line, and then you just zigzagged in the pool to get your 400 meters. Okay. Okay. So this is the only triathlon I'd ever done. And about, I don't know, maybe six months later, I decided to do a regular triathlon, a normal distance, and it was in open water. So it was in a lake. And I read, don't ever do your first open water triathlon as race day. You need to practice in open water because if not, it can be very um, confusing when you don't know where you are. And of course I ignored that advice, Amber. I was like, I'm fine, you know, whatever. (laughs) And I get out there in the swim and you have no idea how dependent you are on the visual features in a pool until you don't have them. So Mm. like when you're swimming and you look up and you say, okay, there's a column and you look down in the water, look up, there's a lifeguard and you look down and there's a lane line, you look up and there's the flags. And you look down, okay, now I get to the end, now I turn. That lets you know where you are in space. Right. When you're in open water, you don't know where you are in space. You could be swimming off into oblivion away from the crowd, off of the route, because it's just blue in the sky, then brown in the water. Blue in the sky, then brown in the water. You have no idea where you are. That's what it feels like right now. It feels like we're swimming in open water. We had no idea how dependent we were on our schedules, on our systems, on our structures, until we don't have them anymore. Yeah. And now we all feel like we're in open water and we don't have any points of reference of how to manage our day, how to manage our time, where we are, what we're supposed to be doing, how much progress we're making or not making. And so, man, if, if, if the best thing you can do, one of the things actually uh, with this analogy that you do when you're swimming in open waters, instead of just looking to the right to take a breath, you look to the right and every few strokes you look forward to see the direction mm. you're heading. But I think if you can create structures in this completely unstructured environment, it gives you a sense of normal. It yeah. gives you a sense of here's where I am in space, in time, in my home, with responsibilities with my spouse, childcare, the kids. Um, so put those structures in, not to be restrictive during a time when it is fun to have some freedom, 
but just to give you a sense of control and, um, and, and it really gives you a sense of peace too. It makes you feel not so anxious and confused. So I just think that that's the biggest challenge for me is creating, realizing the need to create those structures. Um, and, and now I have, and I feel much more sense of control of like, okay, how I manage my day. But man, at first, oh, you yeah. just feel like feeling around in the dark. You're like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what have you found to help you with working? Is your husband kind of helping with the kids when you're working and then you're taking over with the kids when he's working or how has that been for you guys? So we're, we're very blessed. We have a nanny and she's been with us for three years. And okay. so, and I'm very, Amber, I'm very pro nanny. Like I'm very, yeah. like, like, I know people are like, some people don't want to talk about it. It's like, Oh, it's too bougie. I'm like, this is a person that is a part <laughs> of your team that is in yeah. your corner yes. that is helping you out. And so yeah. She has been with us since um, January of 2017. Okay. And so for her, yeah. it's kind of business as usual. Like she comes to our house and she cares for our kids. I mean, it's different because um, the kids don't go to school. So nobody gets that break. Um, right. You right. Know, and she's doing a lot of the school activities with them. And we're, we're tag teaming that. But yeah. what's interesting is um, she was with us all last fall when I was on maternity leave. So we kind of oh, tag team. So it's kind of yeah. fun because I get some time with one-on-one time with the kids or one-on-one time to bond with Mary Grace. And, and so that's been really, really nice. Um, and then, you know, there was a week or so of this that she was off cause she wasn't feeling good. And mm, so yeah. Matt and I tag teamed and we just, you just make it work. I mean, I think that it's good to have structures to have everybody have expectations and, you know, okay, you like, even if, if we didn't have Becca, then it would be like, okay, well, first of all, we don't know what we do, but we'd be like, <laughs> okay, Matt, you take them in the morning. I'll take them in the afternoon. Yeah. You know, you, right. You yeah. Up, you'd have to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and just make it work for you. But even within that, there's some, there's gotta be some flexibility because things change so quickly. And you know, with oh, kids, yeah. it's like, you can have a plan, but those kids will derail mm-hmm. your plan faster oh, yeah. than anything, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, yeah, yeah especially you when you're at homeschooling. Um, but I wanted to ask you about disappointment. So, you know, so many people had vacations planned. I mean, people had weddings. I mean, graduations, all these kind of things, these events. I know for uh, my youngest, she's in kindergarten and she is not going to go on any field trips this year because they were all planned for the spring and she's not going to be able to do her spring concert. So that's been hard to kind of talk to her about that, that she's not going to experience that. Um, what are some things that you've had to deal with in regards to disappointment during this time frame? Honestly, and I think that's one of the hardest things as a parent are not things I'm disappointed by, but things my kids are disappointed by. And so, um, like we, our company was putting on a cruise that was going to be an actual event that I was working. Like I was going to be speaking on this event back in March. And, um, it was, a we'd had it planned for over a year. And so this was going to be Carter's like pre kindergarten, big boy trip. Me and Matt, were going to just take him. Well, when the cruise was canceled, um, I was fine. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm a big girl. Like I'm okay. Not going on a cruise. I'm I'm going to be okay. But it was really hard to talk to Carter about that. Mm. It was really hard to, for him to know, because we'd been talking it up. We're going on a giant ship and there's going to be pools on the ship. And, you know, we just talked about it so much. And so that's, that's been really hard. Um, but I think that one of the things I'm trying to wrestle with myself and I've talked to my friend, um, Jennifer Allwood about this recently. I know Jennifer. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's, it's easy to, um, in an effort to be grateful, to diminish real disappointment in your own mm. life or even in someone else's like, well, at least you blah, blah, blah. Yes. And, and one of the things that she and I talked about, cause the whole context was she was talking about how she's been losing her hair and she's talked oh. about this openly on Instagram. It's like some different beauty products had made her lose her hair and, oh, wow. and like devastating before her, her book launch. And it's like her hair thinning and all this stuff. And she's just been talking about it. Um, 
kind of trying to inform people about to beware of these products or whatever. And I guess she got some messages, something to the effect of, um, you know, people are losing their jobs and losing their homes. Like, I don't think hair is really a problem. In the grand <laughs> oh my things. goodness. Wow. And, and so that's, while that's not untrue, yeah. you know, that's not, untrue. hair's not the most important thing. I don't think she ever said it was, right. but I think that we can, she, she described it as the, um, <laughs> what did she say? Pain Olympics. She goes, this is not the pain Olympics. We're like, we're trying to go for gold of who is the most pain. She's like, we can all really honor our feelings of disappointment. Even if your disappointment is a prom or a class trip and someone else's disappointment is losing their home and they're devastated over that. Like there's so much pain right now and there's so much loss right now. And there's so much fear right now that I think that we're allowed to feel what we feel um, and it doesn't mean that you're ungrateful. I think you can feel two things simultaneously. My yeah, friend, um, can. Sarah, Wright, When she got pregnant with her second child, she has a little boy. When she got pregnant with her second, I said, um, you know, she told me it was a, an, another boy. And I said, are you excited? And she said, I'm so excited. It's a boy and so disappointed. It's not a girl. Mm, and yeah. I just thought that was a beautiful way to capture that you are allowed to feel two things. I can be so grateful that my family is healthy right now. And I have a job. And so disappointed my son's not going to get to go on the big mm-hmm. ship. Yeah. And, and you can be so, you know, grateful that your business is doing well and so sad that you're losing your hair. Like, I think you're allowed to feel two things at one time. And so I, I just think that that has been um, really difficult for people because there is so much pain on such a large spectrum. But yeah. I think, man, there's such an opportunity for us to give each other grace and to love each other and be like, I hear you. Like, like your feelings are valid and real and important. Um, and it doesn't take away from them just because it's not the worst thing in the world going on right now, because yeah, there's, there's, you know, kids that won't graduate that won't get to have a graduation like they expected or proms or senior trips or fill in the blank with whatever that is. And so I think that, um, just honoring those feelings and allowing yourself to feel them. And at the same time, deliberately choosing gratitude also to say, and I'm so grateful I'm healthy and I'm so grateful um, you know, that I have my family together. I'm so grateful. I have so much more than most people do. I think you can feel both. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I do think that people feel like they have to pick one or the other and you can feel sad and happy at the same time, you know, and, and be excited about something, but then also be disappointed. And I think even within a day, you can go from maybe feeling really good. Maybe you worked out, you feel really good to feeling kind of meh or frustrated or whatever. And so, um, I agree that it is, I feel like it's, it's constantly changing too. And, and I do feel like it's hard because sometimes people probably feel like they shouldn't really be upset about something if it doesn't seem like a really big deal, kind of like what we were saying with people losing their jobs and all that. So if, if your issue is, doesn't seem as big as that, you may feel like, well, I shouldn't really feel that bad about it, but it's still something that you're experiencing. And, and I think that we really need to just you know, feel those feelings. And, and like you said, but also what can we appreciate and be grateful for? So, um, you were talking about businesses. And so I want to work our way into the business part of this. Um, so, you know, there's so many businesses, especially small businesses that are getting impacted, um, right now during all of this. And, um, I wanted to pick your brain, like even for myself, you know, sure. and, uh, travel, people might not understand how travel agents work. They, they work like real estate agents. And so I, it's been hard for me talk about being disappointed. And so I've had to cancel all these trips. So I'm 
having to cancel people's trips, which that's not fun because it's for them, you know, they're upset and they're sad. So then you're kind of feeling that. And then I've already done all the work and then I'm not getting paid. And um, so that's been hard. And then I'm kind of like wondering, what is the travel industry going to even look like once we come out of this? Because I mean, I don't even know if all the resorts and stuff like that can even you know, handle people not coming, you know, like to Mexico or anything like that and cruises and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, people that do like other, any other kind of businesses too, that people are just not paying into right now. What kind of advice would you want to be giving women? Um, you know, if they've either had to close their business or they, it's really dropped down in, um, income, um, what would you want them to be thinking about or doing during this time frame? Um, so that they not only just feel not, you know, it's, it's devastating. So like, but you want, you want them to come out of this, like with a, with a good perspective, what advice would you want to say? If you could stand in front of them and just say, if you could do this, this will really help you when we get through all of this. I know this sounds crazy. Um, and it goes against my normal coaching most of the time, but I need you to think short term. I need you to think short term. What do I need to do right now? Because we are experiencing a time that no one has ever experienced in our lives, but also in our, in our businesses. And so normally we're vision casters, we're dreamers, we're think big. What, what are we working on for Q4? What are we working on for 2022? That's out the window right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, I need you to keep your lights on. Right now, I need you to stay afloat. We, The world needs you to, which means in order to do that, you need to think short term. So I'll just give you some tactical stuff, Amber. And if yeah. anybody's listening, you know, replay this when you have a pen in hand and write some things down. So the first thing I would have you do is assess your situation. Fear can be really loud and fear can be really scary whenever you've got bad news and you've got, you know, things that are just kind of keeping you up at night. When you sit down and look at your numbers, the numbers don't lie. The numbers don't have feelings. The numbers are just facts. And so what I want you to do is I want you to manage your business based on the facts, not on your feelings. So in order to do that, you've got to know what the facts are. You have to know how you're actually doing. So I would say, depending on when this airs, I would say, okay, look at your March and April projected numbers Mm. in relation to what your actuals were and how much were they off. And then looking ahead to next month to May, what are your projected numbers? And then what are your orders and sales and cancellations trending towards? Um, when you start to just have a, a snapshot of how you're actually doing, and some businesses like travel industry, for example, um, has just been wiped out for right now. Yeah. I mean, it's just put right. on hold like completely. And so your income is is totally put on hold. Um, I'm, I am paid by um, commission on speaking events. All my events are canceled. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. that's the same, same idea. Yes. I'm, mm-hmm. And so so it's just been taken away. So you've got to look at the actual situation. Now, when you do that, I know it can be scary, but when you do that, you can see the needs, you can see the gaps. Okay. Here's the gap. I have no revenue and my expenses that I am responsible for, no matter what are $5,000 for this coming month. That includes my lease. That includes my payroll. That includes my overhead, you know, lights, uh, utilities, that type of thing. Okay. When you see that, then you understand I've got to cover $5,000. That's just what I have to do to just break even, to just stay afloat. If you need extra money in there for, if this is your primary source of income, you build that in. If you, um, you know, there's, there's other variables in there if it's your primary source of income, but also if you have savings, you build that in, but let's just say you don't, let's say you have no savings Mm -hmm. and, um, the $5,000 includes 
everything you need to make it, including your, your expenses you're responsible for, including paying yourself to, to survive. It's your primary source of income. When you do that, you begin to think of, okay, I've just got to make $5,000. I don't have to make my projected numbers. I've just got to cover my expenses to, to, to keep afloat right now. Okay. Well then once you see what the gap is between where you are and what you need, you start to get really creative. And I was just working with some, um, some of my people today on a workshop on this on when you put your creative hat on, no idea is a bad idea. We're not going to be realistic. We're not going to be practical. We're not going to say why it won't work. Because if you try to wear your editing hat, when you also wear your creative hat, no idea will ever make it onto the paper. It'll never have a chance to breathe. So instead you put on your creative hat and you say, no idea is a bad idea. I'm going to write down every idea I can think of to get money in the door, to get margin, to cover these $5,000. So let's talk about that. One, what are some quick wins? Is it, mm. we're not going to start a blog right now and think that's going to save us. Okay. That takes forever to monetize. Right. What is something you could sell today? Do you have old inventory you haven't used? Do you have, um, something that you could put, you know, crank out right now, old fabric that you are scraps that you could turn into something. So quick wins, low hanging fruit. Um, those are the things that you want to think about. They're going to turn a profit really, really quickly. You also want to find, um, are there additional sources of revenue or completely new lines of revenue that you could start bringing in right now. Now, again, this doesn't have to be forever. Well, I don't want to do a delivery business. That's not my dream. Okay. You just (laughs) need some money, sister. I know Mm -hmm. it's not. We need to deliver right now for the next three months, delivery business, errands. Um, you know, I don't know. You you just online consulting, you start brainstorming. What can I do right now to bring money in the door? What parts of your business could you adapt? So you do online events. I mean, you do in-person events, you take them online. You do um, personal training in person. You take it to online virtual coaching. Um, one of my c- academy members um, from my coaching group, mm-hmm. I was working with her last week. She has a ice skating business. Mm. Well, the rinks are closed. Right. So we started to, and she also has a service element of that, of like um, sharpening the blades of the ice skates. So she has started doing pickup and delivery of all the oh, skates nice. to keep the service business mm-hmm. going. And then we talked about, okay, what would it look like to take all of your ice skating lessons online off ice training? Because there's got to be like yoga moves, strength Mm, training, thing you can do to stay sharp, even though you're not on the ice, cross training type of stuff. Right. Yeah. So she's starting that. So you've just got to get insanely creative to see how can you adapt your business, pivot your business, innovate your business, try to do what you were going to do in a new way, try to do new things just to bring money in the door. Again, it's not forever. You have permission to not love it. You're just trying to do this in the short term to stay afloat and survive. And then another um, very obvious practical way is to reduce your expenses. What can you cut? Do you have orders that you can put on hold? Do you have subscriptions you can pause? Uh, A lot of landlords are doing uh, rent forgiveness, rent, um, delay, you mm. know, they're, they're reducing rent. There's so many things there cause it's more expensive to them to kick you out than it is to yes. keep you right. there if you've been yep. a paying tenant. So you, you just have to get creative and get into a survival mindset. The, the analogy I, I keep using for the, my coaching group is I say, okay, if I want to drive to the office right now, I'm probably going to walk out to my car, get in my vehicle and drive to the office. But let's just say my vehicle was stolen in the last hour, and I don't have that preferred method of transportation to get to where I want to be. There are a lot of other ways I could get there. I could Uber. I could ride with a friend. I could bike. I could run. I could walk. I could ride one of my children's transportation vehicles, all the little tricycles. 
Some of them are not as efficient. Sure. Some of them are not as preferred, but they will get me there. And so if you start to look at your business through the lens of saying, okay, let's say that my main way that I serve my customers and make money through this business is taken away. There's other ways you can still do it. You just have to get creative. And again, this is in the short term. You have permission to not love it forever. You're just trying to keep the lights on and stay afloat. Another thing that I would say is how can you adapt your offering? Um, so a lot of people are reducing prices to make it more affordable mm, to keep mm-hmm. their customers buying. And that can be very appealing that the customers feel seen and heard and served. They're taking advantage of sales. I've done it. I bought Me a really too. cute denim jacket from Look <laughs> Fashionable that was on sale. And um, so yeah. people are still buying. It's not yeah. that they've stopped buying. Right. Um, but how can you adapt your offering um, or innovate your business. And what's so cool, Amber, is there's, there are going to be some innovations that come out of this time that people do want to keep forever. Yeah. It's awesome and it works and it's better. And you just thought of it, um, that you, in a way that you never would have thought of it before, had you not been put in this situation. So I would say that first assess your situation by looking at the numbers, but then get really, really creative and how to fill the gaps and, and look, think short term, short term, I've got to get money in the door short term. I have to stay afloat. Um, and considering those other variables too, of course, if it's your primary source of income, um, you know, and that type of thing, if you have an emergency savings, some of those things will factor into how you run it as well. But those two things will really help you just get scrappy and yeah. uh, do what you need to do to make it. Yeah, I love that. Well, this ties into my next question. I have two more questions for you. Um, when you were talking about, uh, you know, implementing an, a new service that you might have not thought of until this point. But when all this gets lifted for your personal life, Christy, um, and we go back to the normal life, what are some changes that you think you might implement now that life has changed up a little bit? It could be just about yourself or it could be as uh, your family um, together. Um, has something stood out to you that you're kind of like, you know what, Th- we really need to do more of this or whatever it may be? Um, I love to go, go, go. Like it's just yeah. my personality. Yeah. And in Nashville, Nashville, you know this, Amber, it's like such a trendy, cool yes. city. There's so much to do every weekend. There's 15 different events of like festivals and craft fairs and touch a truck and go here. And I just always want to do all of them. Yeah. And so I, <laughs> I do, I, I round up my kids and we just trick around and just, I've realized that just being home mm. as simple and slow as this life is, yeah, is so wonderful in a completely different way. My children are seem more balanced when I'm not hu- hustling them around, yeah. you know, yeah. rushing mm-hmm. them around. Yep. Just simple things like going for a walk on through the neighborhood and meeting our neighbors, things we would have never done or enjoyed otherwise. We, um, you know, as I uh, did a Target pickup about a week ago and I got yeah. like two hockey sticks and <laughs> a baseball bat, just some random things for the backyard. Sure. And like, yeah. we've been playing hockey in the driveway and there's just this beautiful side to simplicity that is only possible because we refuse to rush because we're not rushing, trying to do all the things. So I think for me realizing, yes, some things will get back in place, like getting up, getting ready for school, fixing lunches, going to work, all that will go back. But, um, I, I get to choose what we fill the downtime with. I get to choose what I fill my nights and weekends and holidays and summers with. And I think it, I just won't fill it with as much. I think I will just intentionally leave room for nothing, White even space. when all the opportunities yeah. are there just to mm-hmm. say no to those opportunities, even though I want to, and even though I could <laughs> just because there's something so beautiful about, um, just being home and keeping things really simple. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I was actually just talking to my sister about that this morning about just, you know, we do miss like our normal lives and stuff like that, but slowing it down and, and people who have a lot of extracurricular activities, I feel like those are the people that are really feeling like what it feels like to not be 
running around with your chicken, like a chicken with its head cut off. You know what I mean? So like going from one event to the other and the other and the other and, and always eating in the car or something like that. And, um, so, uh, for me, uh, I just feel like, uh, I, I'm ready to get back out there. I'm more kind of like, don't fill up the time with everything. And and for me, I'm kind of like, okay, I, I'm kind of ready to like yeah. bring some stuff back in. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of like what we were saying at the beginning, going out to eat. And um, and I want to go back. I mean, obviously, this is why I'm a travel agent. I, I want to go on vacation. Like that's just for me going yeah. to the beach and all that kind of stuff. So um, that that's what I want to do. But um, Chrissy, we're at the end. And I wanted to ask you, what is one thing that you're doing for yourself daily, you know, to just you know, not lose your mind? Um, well, I've started reading the Psalms. Um, someone like day four, it was just a few days ago. I just decided I wanted to start getting more intentional about consistency and reading my Bible. Cause I'm not great about it. I'm kind of all or nothing in everything mm, in yeah, life. Yeah. And I thought the Psalms are short, you know, it's like just to pick one per day. And it's amazing how, um, it just feels, I've even gotten some affirmation already just through different things of like, this is what I'm supposed to be reading right now. So as simple as it is just sitting down to, pause with quiet and read scripture has really helped me. And a cup, I guess it was yesterday or day before my son came down in the middle of me reading and instead of stopping and putting it away, I just kept reading. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm reading my Bible. And he said, well, what are you reading? I said, this is, you know, Psalm three or whatever it was. I said, can I read it to you? And so I read it to him. I think it was either two or three. And then we talked about it. Mm. And then he said, okay, well, I want to read my Bible. And so we went Aww. upstairs and got his story Bible. And then we read some stories. Yeah. From him and we talked about history. It just was this really cool time, even though it yeah. got interrupted by my child, it sure. still ended up being kind of awesome. And yeah. so, um, that plus just that. being outside, man, yes. like that's just, that's a form of yeah. worship for me. Just being yeah. able to like be in creation just does something for my soul. So as an example, my girlfriends have done a zoom call happy hour, um, yeah. Monday night and Tuesday night, they did it like a week ago and I did one of them and I just, <laughs> I just don't want to do. Them. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a scary, but I'm like, I don't want to be on my computer. I yeah, because you've been on your be computer. Yeah, yeah, and just yeah. be playing um, with my kids. And so yeah. I just, yeah, just just being outside has really helped a lot. I know. I hope. I hope that it keep the rain just holds off. You know, because yes, the first week um, that I think we were there was no school. It actually rained, I think almost every single day. And, um, that was really hard. And so I thought to myself, I'm not going to make it if it keeps raining like this. Cause I feel like I'm living in London. Like I'm like, I don't oh, know really. what's happening. Yeah. So I would not have this attitude if it was bad weather. I've just, yeah. I've just had great weather recently. <laughs> yeah. So then when the sun started to come out, it just has been great. And, and it does, it definitely changes things. And just, you know, it makes you feel better just to get out. So, um, Chrissy, thank you so much for coming on the show. I always have so much fun talking with you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And I just, I love that you have this platform to encourage women, especially during a time like this. So thanks for what you're doing and just being a light in the space. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email, and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests' information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week.